crypto flew up so much that I think I probably only had 5% of my portfolio in it, but then it sort of surpassed everything. So it was more like 50% at one point, you know, and, and, you know, so I took some, some profits on there to get into something more safer. Cause I mean, look, Bitcoin's gone from 69 down to 15,000. Like if you, I think most people probably cannot stomach that volatility. Whereas in that same time period, gold's traded between a thousand dollars and or probably like twelve hundred and two thousand dollars an ounce. So, you know, it's not getting a wild fifty percent drop, you know, in a week. Hey, you got Luke Burgess here. Uh, this is the Angel Research Podcast. Uh, today I'm here with uh, Jason Freer. Today we're going to talk about Bitcoin versus gold. Jason, thanks for being here. Yep, I'm going to take Bitcoin. You take, take Bitcoin? Yeah, you take, take gold. gold. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, so, Jason, you know, honestly, I don't know why we're still having, I don't know why people are still having this conversation. I don't know why this, why we even had this argument to begin with, to be honest with you. Well, I think, I mean, the gold bugs still are pretty anti-Bitcoin, right? Yeah, I'd say that they're generally they're pretty yeah. much anti-crypto. Yeah. yeah, my so my theory on this um, is it's interesting when, you know, the, the latest run up happened uh, of when Bitcoin went to like, I don't know, almost 70, I think it peaked at 69,000, huge run up. It was behaving uh, just like all the gold bugs have been saying gold was going to behave for decades, yeah. right? Oh, it's going to, it's going to, and they're like, what? You know, so there's a little bit of, this is just my theory, a little bit of jealousy. You think we're jealous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gold bugs are jealous of, of Bitcoin because, I mean, just a couple of, I mean, you know, seven or eight years ago, Bitcoin was trading below on per Bitcoin what gold was, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and I remember that. I remember yeah, the, yeah. When, when it crossed over, it was a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal, but of course you got to look at supply, and you know the the gold market is just uh, huge um, compared to to Bitcoin. But that's that's my theory: is that the gold bugs are are jealous because Bitcoin is really the new gold in terms of um, you know fixed supply and all this uh, you know the dollar's going to collapse and all this kind of stuff, and people. Th- you know, the, the, the argument was that all this money is going to come rushing into to gold. Um, and, it, and it still may, but a lot of that money came rushing into to Bitcoin yeah. and, and they're just upset. You know, I actually, I don't think you're completely off base with the jealous thing. I, I don't know if they are, I don't know if uh, gold, gold bugs are jealous of like Bitcoin's performance as much as they are the attention that yeah. it receives. Because uh, right. Bitcoin was everyone was talking about it, and it's it's it was kind of like, hey, we actually have like this is like the five thousand year uh, wealth protection standard. Why don't why aren't we talking about this right now? It was just new, and you know people were excited about it. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, why do you think that is? Do you think our is is gold just you know has it has it run its course? Is all of the old heads out there because you're like one of the 
I would say younger sort of gold bugs. To me, like you look at these old uh, gold bugs and they're like in their 70s and they're just like, buy gold, buy gold this. You, know, you don't know what's going to go on. And, and um, but there's not the younger generation doesn't seem to get it. Like, have you seen like there's a clip on YouTube um, of somebody going around and asking someone if they want like a chocolate bar or like a bar of like, yeah. I think it's like silver or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, it, you know, uh, or like a bar of a gold coin or something. Yeah, yeah. And like most of the people they take just the take, chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just don't like understand. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I think that I, I see the, the gold market as, I see it differently as everybody else. I don't think what people understand, the, the biggest misunderstanding, I mean, among, among, uh, among people who think about gold is that everyone is a gold consumer really um it's not just like uncle scrooge who's buying gold coins you're a gold consumer you maybe not realize it but you you buy gold you're maybe not investing in the gold coins but you buy it in your electronics and you buy it in jewelry and for me that's really that's what i'm betting on i'm betting that uh there are going to continue to be people who are dumb like us to continue to buy jewelry i think that's a pretty good bet well, yeah, certainly that will continue. But how much of gold is being used in electronics and jewelry? Most of it. So right. about 10% of the world's gold demand goes into electronics or other industrial stuff. And about 45% now uh, of the gold goes into jewelry. Uh, previously, it was a little bit higher, more about half. But uh, yeah, about 55% of the of the gold demand goes into things that people actually buy, things that people consume. Right. It's not just uh, gold coins and bullion. So you recently um, put out, we should note that gold has been trading above 2000 an ounce for- Which is a, very important. Yeah. 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 What's, your, uh, what's your price target for this year and into the, in, in for the next couple of years? So I actually don't like to give like a specific oh, come on, price Luke. targets. Come on, <laughs> um, I'll say that I, I I'll give a top. I don't think gold is going to go over three thousand dollars an ounce this year. This year, and I yeah. think that there what's what's really going to hold it back is a lot of profit taking. Right. Um, that's, yeah, it doesn't go straight up. It doesn't go. You know, a long time when I first entered this business, uh, somebody told me um, stocks, and they meant basically everything. Stocks don't go to grow to the sky. You know, neither do trees. They grow out. Right. You, you know. Um, actually, I got that backwards. Trees don't grow to the sky. Sky, neither do stocks. You know, they they grow, they grow out and they they bloom. Right. And your value there. I mean, even if you, you know you're playing with the gold miners, so um, you know if if gold even just goes to twenty five hundred or twenty seven or three thousand this year, the gold miners are going to absolutely that's, explode. Yes, that's another th thing that people don't understand is that when when I'm investing in gold, I'm investing in the companies that either are exploring, developing uh, mines, or um, or actually mining them. They they are leveraged to the price of gold. It's not just you know gold goes up one percent. They don't go up one percent. They go up uh, you know uh, by factors depending on right because the their costs. You know if it costs them I don't know fifteen hundred bucks to mine an ounce. And then it's suddenly, and that's worth two thousand dollars. And then it's suddenly, you know, what they're mining, you know, goes up to three thousand dollars. Their costs don't really co exactly, change. Exactly, exactly. But the their the uh, the revenue does. Right. 
Uh, but let's get back to this Bitcoin versus gold thing, um, because let me tell you what I think happened. Okay. <laughs> um, in the beginning, uh, when Bitcoin first came out, I think gold investors generally were very excited. I think they they were very interested in it. And then I think that the Bitcoin guys realized that and they said, oh, you know what we need to do is attract the gold guys to the Bitcoin. Right. So they started to make gold seem like uh, it's antiquated and yeah. old school to get the, uh, the gold guys over to their side. And I think it worked a little bit. I think so. I mean, it, it was it's very much similar, which is I mean, we've talked about this before, how it doesn't really make sense that there's a whole gold versus Bitcoin debate and like, you know, going up against each other, because at the core of it, the philosophy that a lot of the gold investors and the true Bitcoin, I'm not I'm talking about the people that are into Bitcoin and like the OG stuff, which I count myself one of them and not like, yeah, and not like, uh, you know, dog, you know, Dogecoin and these like, you know, Shiba Inu like coins that are just like, you know, you're trying to you know, just kind of hop on the trend. I'm talking to people that actually dig into the and believe in the value of a decentralized, um, you know, ex, you know, mode of exchange of, of currency of value. Um, those people tend to be very similar um, as the uh, as the gold bugs because you know they they don't trust the Federal Reserve. They might not believe that there's any gold in in Fort Knox or whatever, or that, it, you know, they're just, you know, just very distrustful of the government and, you know, hyperinflation and all that kind of stuff, which we're experiencing now. So I think there's a lot of similar um, qualities to then it just kind of, it shocks me when people are like, oh, like, I get it. Like, you can't, like, you, you put a gold bar on that table, and I can touch it. Like, you can't do that with a Bitcoin. Right, right, right. So. To me, it's like ice cream. It, one's chocolate, one's vanilla. They're the same thing. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they have the same uh, underlying philo- foundational philosophy, uh, uh, decentralized or non-government kind of money. Um, and that's, that's, really the, that's really what I think drives both of them is the, it, like, yeah, same thing. So are you reckon, you know, you're, you're obviously a gold guy. Uh, physical gold versus... ETFs, uh, you know, owning because I think really when it comes down to is the the ease of of owning, right? So if you want to buy gold, you can buy a gold ETF, right? You can buy um, a uh, a mining company, um, but the only true way to actually do it is to buy the actual physical, physical bullion and and sort yourself, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so what's your recommendation for people as far as like how much physical gold into stocks or, you, you know what I mean? Like 5%, 10% of your portfolio and how much of that should be physical gold versus like mining stocks? Okay. So I would say across your entire portfolio, you want to have a 10% uh, dedicated to precious metals. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to divide that more into, we're going to divide it into smaller pieces, but right. only 10%. The other 9% is going to be in other things. You want to be diversified. Right. Okay, so from that 10%, um, between physical metal and stocks, by stocks what I mean is mining stocks, development stocks, and exploration stocks. I say about a third of your uh, of the 10% should be in physical metal, and the rest should be in stocks. 
And of those stocks, if you really want to like break it down for more, uh, you want a, th- a third of those stocks to be miners, a third to be development, and a third to be exploration. Gotcha. That's like early stage stuff. And physical gold taking delivery and putting it in a in a safe or somewhere where people can't find it. Yeah, it, it's a safe deposit box. Safe deposit box. Yeah, yeah, in a, for, in a bank. Okay. You trust you trust to keep your gold in a bank? Uh, so, yeah, I, it's it, they can't go into it. Um, it's you know I had the key to it, so. Yeah, unless someone comes in and breaks it open. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's yeah that's possible. It, it, it's funny because the value for for Bitcoin, right? It's it's interesting because if you have a physical piece of gold, like on your person, like I could come and take it from you, you know, by force if I wanted to. And um, so to me, like that safety of not having to do that with Bitcoin makes sense because no one can, you know, they can ask me for my private encrypted key or whatever and transfer it to their own wallet. Um, But they can't like physically, you know, just actually take it, you know, unless they guess the key, which is, you know, pretty much impossible. At the same time, those networks are notoriously hackable, and you're not going to be able to hack into the value of a gold coin. You can't hack the value out of it. Right, which is why I do recommend, and I talked about this last time I was on the podcast, which speaking of which, last time I was on the podcast, I wrote this down. Bitcoin was trading at 17000 and today it's at 30000 So if you took my, took my tips on getting uh, crypto... You're probably up more than you are uh, on your gold. You're you're doing it all. You're running the company. You're making <laughs> recommendations. It's great. Hey man, big. <laughs> yeah, my uh, you know my specific breakdown on owning crypto would be to have. I'm actually more bullish on Ethereum um, because of the 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 upgradable uh, upgradability of that. But I definitely own Bitcoin. And Ethereum is and and maybe like ten percent of that in like some of these like up and coming coins just as like flyers. But for the most part, when I talk about crypto, I'm talking about and Bitcoin. I'm just talking about the actual Bitcoin, Ethereum, not like these shit coins yeah, that yeah. that are out there. You know, honestly, some some of it to me is also that I don't understand. Uh, all the technology, right? And I don't want to invest in something yeah, I don't you, completely understand. No, you shouldn't, because I mean that goes back to the, you know, the hackability or the lose. You, you know, you hear these stories of people that like, oh, I, I lost my key or like my Bitcoin's on a hard drive in the, um, in the landfill, and you know I have a hundred million dollars in Bitcoin sitting in there. You don't want to, um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to invest in something that you don't at least have a strong grasp of you know the how it works yeah. at least how to store it cuz yeah. as i mentioned last time which is before the the whole ftx like debacle um, if you're storing the this is to talk about safe deposit safe deposit boxes for gold or even like you know some of these places where they'll actually store it somewhere else like for you if you are storing your Bitcoin on an exchange, to me, it's very similar to storing your gold in a safe deposit box or somewhere where you don't have access to it because that bank goes under or like, you know, someone, you know, I don't know, 
marauders take over the Silicon Valley Bank in, in San Francisco, you have a safe deposit box of gold and they bust in and they just take your gold. That That is gone. Um, same thing with Bitcoin and and cryptos, right? If it's extru- if it w- the people that had their crypto stored on the FTX exchange, like they just it wasn't theirs. Like it was just and they were taking it and using it and then it goes under and they have to sell it and then it's not yours. So my recommendation for Bitcoin is and crypto is you hold, you know, you use a digital wallet and you actually store it. Now it's a little bit more of a risk because you have to store your private keys and you have to know how to access it. Um, I guess that would that. be the equivalent of like having the safe in your house. Yes, absolutely. Which yeah. I also do. Yeah, <laughs> the safe in your house. Um, well, to be clear, I have I have several safe deposit boxes. Yeah. I don't. You don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I mean course. they're really cheap, man. A hundred bucks a year is is all they cost for a safe deposit box. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, great. Well, so, let me ask you yeah. this. <clears throat> so I think ten percent in precious metals. How much do you think in Crypto or Bitcoin? Uh, I would say, um, you know, I'm thinking 10% in in crypto. Uh, Like I said, like I I do the 60-30-10, so 60% in Bitcoin, 30%. I should say actually 60% in Ether, 30% in Bitcoin, and 10% in in the flyer shitcoins. But I also think you should have, you know, some precious metals in there. But I would say more like... 5% 5% is typically how, how I am. Um, the, one of the, you know, crypto flew up so much that I think I probably only had 5% of my portfolio in it, but then it sort of surpassed everything. So it was more like 50% at one point, you know, and, and you know, so I took some, some profits on there to get into something more safer. Because, I mean, look, Bitcoin's gone from 69 down to 15,000 like if you I think most people probably cannot stomach that volatility whereas in that same time period gold's traded between a thousand dollars and or probably like twelve hundred and two thousand dollars an ounce so you know it's not getting a wild 50 percent drop you know in a week so I think that that volatility is one of the things that makes Bitcoin uh, unusable as a real money yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's one of the big arguments that people say like, oh, like what, you know, like it changes every day. I actually don't think that Bitcoin is going to ever be used as an actual currency. Um, like you said, I don't, you know, like what do you think? How? It, what do you think is its actual best application? Because I have an opinion about this. Well, I, I would say right now it's digital. It, it's as a like a digital gold, right? A place yeah. to put um, into an asset that isn't now it's traded in dollars or whatever, but it, it's the ultimate sort of inflation hedge um, because of the supply stuff. You know, like you know, gold is scarce, but you know, Bitcoin. You, you're still they're still mining gold, right? They don't really know how much gold is out there like you know exactly how much bitcoin is going to be out there like ever yeah so you can kind of calculate it you can actually trace the transactions and the supply and and kind of not who has what but which wallets have what which some people also don't like that's one of the pros i think of gold is like you know i can just give you a gold bar and it's not traceable right yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, whereas, like, if I were to send, you know, you know, you some Bitcoin, we can, you know, someone can go in there and, and trace it. Not that, you know, we're doing anything, you know, wrong or anything, but, you know, the privacy act aspect of physical gold yeah. definitely trumps, um, you know, that's why they, that's why they steal the gold in the, in all the high school movies, <laughs> yeah. right? Because then once you have it, you can melt it down and you can do, like, no one can really trace it. Well, uh, you know the story of the uh, million-dollar gold coin that was stolen? No. Uh, there was a huge million-dollar gold coin that was uh, minted. I think there was a few of them, uh, maybe five, uh, by the Canadian Mint. Uh, maybe we could throw a photo of that on, up real quick. Uh, anyway, this thing was stolen, and it was never recovered. It's assumed it was melted down. When was this? Uh, a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. I don't want to hear about that. Yeah, why would you make – so what's the – do you know anything about the the, the trillion-dollar or trillion-dollar coin The trillion-dollar platinum coin? Yeah, that, that's been proposed. Like, what's the deal with that? I think the idea was just to be to create this one coin that would never um, be used because you can't, how could you use a trillion-dollar coin? But you can still – you can uh, print money off of that trillion-dollar coin. Right. You can instantly just print the coin and then print the dollars to back it. That, you you know, just in- instantly add trillion dollars to the, the money supply like that. Uh, right. So why, but like, why would... <laughs> why? Because but it's want, not in circulation, yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. It just yeah. sits there. Yeah. You know, there's actually a similar situation um, about actually how cannabis became illegal. Uh, it was in Arizona. It wasn't... They couldn't make it illegal. There was some like constitutional thing. So what they did was they issued a tax stamp, one tax stamp that you had to possess in order to buy and sell it. But there was only one, and they never issued it. It's, it's a loophole that they got around. Right. Same. I think that was the trillion-dollar coin was something similar. Right. Well, you know, going back to Bitcoin, I think, yeah, I don't really see it as a currency. I don't know if any of these things are going to be used as, an, as a real currency to replace the, the dollar. So I actually I think that crypto does have value um, in in as a currency if it is truly an anon- anonymous. Uh, criminals need to use it. It's not legitimate, but there's a demand for it. And criminals need to. Yeah, use yeah. It. I mean, they they need to pass money back and forth. And even though that's like that's not legit, it still exists as. A yeah, thing. I mean, well, that's the big argument for basically shutting it down is that you know there's all this criminal activity being used on these like anonymous um you know types there's there's a couple of like ways to to sort of wash bitcoin into you know more private currencies but we can make the same argument about physical cash you you know right right you just can't it just it just takes longer you actually got to put it in a duffel bag or whatever it's bigger get it get it out of a out of a bank um, and do it. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it being used as a currency, you know, that you're going to buy a, a coffee with. Um, I, I, to me, it's a hundred percent just like storing um, value in the digital space. And it's, it's far easier to move than, than gold. In the beginning, that was definitely the, um, the the sales pitch, the elevator pitch for crypto was like, oh, I, all the e commerce companies are going to be accepting this. Yeah, I think there that's all these like numbers. Like, yeah, how? well, I mean, if you read the original paper 
uh, on Bitcoin. It says a peer-to-peer cash, like currency, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, ultimately it's not being used like that now. It's more of a speculative, yeah. like, slash store of value. And that's still fine. Nobody uses gold for money. Right, exactly. That's fine. Yeah. So that's that's why I, I think the parallels are, are often there. But I can instantly, you know, give you a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin like that. But if you you know, if you want to give me a hundred thousand dollars in, in cash or gold, gold, it would be Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I guess gold probably wouldn't be yeah, too expensive you know, yeah. t- too heavy. But you still got a physic you probably yeah. you know, you got it's where, you know, it's in your safe deposit you box or whatever. Yeah. You gotta get it out. You got you probably gotta worry about, you know, someone robbing you on the way to, to, to give it to me or whatever. Um, whereas Bitcoin, boom, I can just move it like that. But, you know, it also might, by the time you get it, it might have dropped 15%. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that. Do you so, think the debate is going to continue between Bitcoin and gold? Or do you think that people are going to be like, yeah, it's the same thing, whatever? I, I think so. I mean, you see out there, the guys are just like every time, every time Bitcoin gets, um, like hammered like it's down 20 30 percent or whatever the gold bugs come out and are just like shitting all over it you know they're just like shitting all over it and it's like okay you know what i mean and then you know when it's going up like it's been going up recently like oh people are you know they they just kind of ignore it and, and all that this is probably one of the one time you know few times where they're both kind of going up together you know you would think you know, they should move much more closer You're right. together. They should not they be inverse. They, should, they should both be inverse to the dollar, not inverse right. with each other. But it doesn't seem like, I mean, I guess gold is still, is gold still like, you know, trending with, with the dollar? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Bitcoin is just, it kind of does its own thing, which to me is a little, I don't know. It's a little odd, but it also just, maybe it's just not where it needs to be maybe it needs to be like much higher for it's it to still be brand new stable. anyway like what are we talking this is technology that's less than 20 years old right so yeah it's still so needs. gold is uh is how many how many years old prehistory so we don't actually know yeah. to be honest with you so. uh you recently wrote about peak gold peak gold yeah yeah, yeah what's up i've been with getting that? a lot of slack for this article yeah 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 so, so um Peak gold, it's a it's a theory. It's just like the peak oil theory, which states it's like peak any resources, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they both state that you know these are finite resources, uh, and that our ability uh, to uh, produce them will max out at one point. Um, and that's I think that those peak gold and peak oil, they're different because those are two different commodities. First of all. Um, oil, when you are turning into a, a fuel and you're combusting it, that's no longer recyclable. Right. Gold is recyclable forever. The, um, there's an estimate that suggests that 95% of all the gold that exists today has been recycled. So the gold in your wedding ring could be 5,000 years old. Um, it doesn't work like that for oil. So even though <clears throat> even though uh, oil production might peak, uh, th- that's going to mean much different things than uh, gold production peaking. In terms of demand, has gold production peaked? No, I don't think so. So in 2018, uh, it, it has 
peaked temporarily, uh, but there's several things in the way. We're talking about that doesn't include COVID. Uh, it doesn't consider COVID, um, the shutdowns. It also doesn't consider that uh, gold production doesn't go up steadily every year. No one expects it to. It, it ebbs and flows. You know, it goes up and down with demand. Um, and not only that, but previously, to pre- prior to 2018, it had been increasing for like a decade. So, yeah, it's been down for two years, but what about the past 90 years that it's been increasing, you know? Yeah, and the, it doesn't seem like the demand um, is consistently going up the way that oil does. Um, but, I mean, oil, I mean, so I I, I read the article, and, you know, the biggest argument, I guess, is technology. The technology right? is exactly where so, I was going to go next. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, the technology that changed oil was, was fracking, fracking for sure. right? So um, is there a... Is there a fracking coming Absolutely. For, well, for gold? Yeah, I, there's been two in the past uh, 150 years. Uh, the Sinai process, which allowed South Africa to become a major gold player, and then uh, heat bleaching in the mid-20th century, which allowed countries like uh, the United States and uh, Australia to become major players. And each each one of those technologies was, to de- was developed specifically to uh, get at lower and lower gold grades. Right. In that article, I mentioned that uh, seawater has uh, a, like 600 billion ounces of, uh, of gold in it. It's just at super low concentrations that it's not economically feasible for us to produce. Eventually, it probably will be. We're going to be mining the sea for... Mining, uh, I mean, we, they, people are uh, mining the seafloor now, right. but not the, the water itself. Right. The, the leaching, is that what's the environmental uh, situation on that? Uh, I mean, it's, it could be better. <laughs> uh, yeah, heat bleaching uses a lot of uh, pretty bad chemicals to uh, uh, literally leach the gold and silver and other minerals out of the rock and into a solution, which is then processed later to get the uh, minerals. Where's out. most of that done? Um, Nevada in the United States. Okay. Um, but it's it's really done all over the world. A lot, lot, there's a lot of heat bleaching in Mexico, in Australia as well, uh, China. It's it's uh, very common. So even if they were to shut it down in the U.S., the, there's other countries with less yeah, uh, absolutely. environmental absolutely. Um, restrictions that will probably yeah. And it's not like it. they are just like dumping these chemicals right to the ground. There's like a liner that protects it, but of course it's never it's never perfect. Right. Yeah, there's always going to be spills. All right. So this the story is peak gold is not is not real. We're gonna. Keep- we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep improving technology to get the gold I think so. out of the ground. I think and so. recycling it and recycling and it. recycling it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I actually think that um, the peak oil theory sort of guarantees that at one point in the future uh, there's not going to be much demand for oil. If we can't, if, if the oil doesn't exist, there's not there's not there's no demand for it. With, when gold is recycled, that means that there's always going to be demand for it, regardless if we're right. mining it or not. Right. So that, I mean, means that the value is going to steadily increase, maybe rapidly increase. Yeah. There's also things to consider, like the uh, asteroid mining, which I also mentioned. We're not going to find any oil on, on asteroids. You don't think? No, I don't think so. There's <laughs> no dinosaurs up there? No. Um, yeah. How close is the, the asteroid mining thing? You know, probably not. Right. I mean, I, 
I wouldn't invest in an asteroid mining company right now. I, I'd invest in space tourism before I did asteroid right. mining. That's that just seems like the first place we'd go to. Right. All right. So um, I think that about wraps it up. That about it. So thanks for watching. Uh, this has been the Angel Research Podcast. I've been here. I've been Luke Burgess, your host, here with Jason Freer, our CEO. Take it easy.